for the 2023 football season with your Clemson Tigers, there are many players that we can name as offensive X factors, but the tight end position and Jake Brenningstool is the one that we should talk about. What is his impact and what is his effects on the offense? We'll tell you next on the Locked On Clemson podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Guys, thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, appreciate y'all for being in the family, but also the every single dayers, man. All the love and support. Uh, you know, just continue to to do that, right? You know, we're trying to get this channel uh, on YouTube to 1,000 uh, subscribers. You know, the football season's almost here. Right. But we also want to continue to build up the audio side. If you're more of an audio uh, type of person in terms of podcasts, so go subscribe, download, share uh, the audio uh, on the audio side and leave a five star review. And for YouTube, uh, subscribe, like, comment on the videos, but also hit the bell notification so you are notified whenever I drop any content on this channel and happy monday to you guys let's start the week off right and like i said starting the week off right means we're gonna have a good podcast right we gotta keep kick it off with right with the good energy we're gonna talk about a former uh clemson linebacker who uh entered the transfer portal was dismissed from the team but he's heading to the acc heading to Ole miss we're gonna talk about him uh you know later on this show and we syracuse's quarterback gary schrader has got some confidence he's got some confidence he said it's time to defeat those Clemson Tigers. We're going to talk about those comments and uh, why I don't foresee that happening uh, in 2023 later on. But we're going to kick the show off with offensive X-Factor, Jake Brenningstool, tight end for your Clemson Tigers. Is he the true X-Factor for this offense, man? I'm going to tell you guys, I, I think that there's a – I think he can be. I think he should be viewed – in that in that light, right? When you look at 6'6", 230 pounds, young man's bulked up. Uh, you know, heading into into this season, last year he was, he finished on the team in terms of receptions and everything. He finished fifth, fifth on the team with twenty five receptions for two hundred eighty five yards and four touchdowns. But you know, you listen to, you know, you listen to Kyle Richardson, right? You know, uh, the assistant head coach, you know, assistant coach passing game coordinator and the tight ends coach, you know, kind of talk about entering his second season at the helm with the tight ends group that, that, that your Clemson Tigers have. And, you know, they got some talent there. Sage Ennis, you know, you know blocked. He's more of a blocking tight end, you know, and everything like that. Didn't catch nothing but two passes last year. Uh, and, and, you know, getting back right, you know, coming off the red shirt year, Josh Sapp uh, and whatnot. So there's some talent in the room. There's some talent their size, you know, Sage Sage is 6'4, 235, and then Josh Sapp, you know, 6'1, 245. So there's there's a variety of, of, of body types in this room. But Garrett, you know, but but you know, Coach Richardson, Kyle Richardson said uh that he is when it comes on the bring stool and part of Garrett Riley's offense, he's really excited uh to see this and he's excited for what this could become. He talks about just um, you know, in part his quote, you know, per uh tigernet.com, shout out to them. 
uh, with the exclusive. He said, I think with him and his skill set, you can get into a bunch of different concepts and not have to change out your personnel based on uh, it's being based on it being run or pass. Uh, he goes on to say it's like having another wide receiver on the p- field, but he can go in the box and still hold up in the run game and do what he's got to do there. Uh, he goes on to say as well, if you're not changing up your tight end a lot and giving away tendencies, defenses can't sit there and go. Uh, they're they're only going to do this. No. Uh, the whole playbook is open. You know, that's the big part. The whole playbook is open. He says a big time tendency breaker is what Jake Brennan will bring to this offense. You're just mixing and matching personnel to get the best personnel against the defense's weaknesses. If that means we need to take the tight end and flex them flex them out more this week then we can do that and not change our plays or concepts or the quarterback's read if he needs to be more in the box any given week then he'll play there and and everything like that so when you think about just that that blurb right that those quotes and and with jake burning still being six six right incredible height 230 you know, he's already you know added weight and gotten stronger. I think Dabble Sweeney talked about that, like him just adding more muscle mass and, and you know expanding his frame. Yes, like he is a tendency breaker because guys, when you think about the great tight, think about it from an NFL standpoint. When you have the great tight ends on the field, right? It's very difficult to know how like what exactly is coming. When, when you think about the Rob Gronkowski's, the Tony Gonzalez's, Travis Kelsey's, you know, you know that they can run or pass. And it's not a dead giveaway of what's happening. Right. And, and I love the, the blurb about flexing them out. If you could flex out Jake Brinning's school stool as your big Z receiver or your big X receiver. For one, it's a not only is it a tendency breaker, but it is a coverage indicator. So it allows uh, Kate Klubnik to see, OK, is that guy going to move? You know, in terms of man-to-man coverage, and if that linebacker follows, that lets me know it's man. If that safety walks down and, and, and covers him in, uh, out wide, that also lets me know it's man, right? But if my receiver's in the slot and that corner bumps out wide, typically that means it's nickel. I mean, not nickel; it's uh, zone. So if he's in the if the corner's in the nickel and then he bumps out wide with Brennan's stool, that's typically an indicator for zone. So, like, if for when it gives K. Klubnik the answers he needs pre-snap. But again, you can also you can flex them out, to, especially if it is man, right? Think about the the I always talk about the numbers game in the box for the run game and in, in in the back end for the pass. So if you motion out, if it's supposed to be a run play, say it's inside zone with with, with Will Shipley, and you motion out Jake Brenningstool to your big X, right? And, and you have Antonio or or Cole Turner, whoever was supposed to be the X receiver on that play, kind of reduced down inside as a as a slot receiver, and say that that linebacker travels. Yeah, okay, so now you know it's man, but you can also stick with the with, with the play call. So if it's inside zone, run it. Why? Because there's one less one less guy in the box, right? So instead of having an eight-man or seven-man box, you might have a six- to seven-man box. So it's a lighter front, which allows your offensive line to double-team big defensive tackles and climb up to the whoever else is left on the second level, right? So, but then say, say, it's, uh, say it's man, but Say the the linebacker doesn't travel. They just switch cup. They just switch responsibilities, and the linebacker has Will Shipley or Phil Maffa if it's a passing play. So they just uh com- they just switch out their their man to man responsibilities. They communicate. Safety walks down. So you go from two high two high safety to one, and now you got yourself what we call a uh, middle of the field close, right? With one high safety, 
So now what does that do? That lets that lets you know if you're if they keep the box defenders in the box, but they lessen who's in the back end. Now K can come to the line of scrimmage, make a quick check and call, and take a deep shot because he's going to have one on one. And and as much even if they when they go to free, go to one uh one high with the free safety. A lot of times there's not a ton of free safeties that truly have the range to play single high on the roof in the high post by themselves. So it's like, okay, cool. If I got Cole Turner as the Z and I have Jake Brittingstool as the X and then Antonio Williams in the slot and Adam Randall motioned into the slot and different things like that. Where if, if you go into a four, you know, a kind of a four, uh, 11 personnel, but it looks like four wide receivers with Jake Brittingstool as the, the, the X receiver, you can really manipulate that single high safety. Right, you can throw uh, Antonio Williams up the seam, right? A little pump and go, you know what I mean, and pull that safety. You, you know, K uses his eyes, pull that safety to the to that hash, come back backside, boom, hit the other seam, right? Different. It, it just gives you so much more creativity, and, and especially for Garrett Rowdy's offense that is absolutely uh, predicated on tempo and space in this air raid. Man, I'm excited, guys. I'm excited for for what Jake Brennan School is going to be able to bring to this team. And I, like I said, is he a tendency breaker? Yes. Is he a coverage indicator? Yes. Is he is he going to help you disguise and be cre- even more creative in 2023? 100%. But like I said, you want to see, uh, you know, he, uh, with, with Ennis being fully healthy and now, uh, you know, uh, sap progressing as well. You want to see what those young men can bring onto the field, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I want to see Jake burning stool on the field. 90% of the snaps offensively when the game is a, is a game. Now, if it's the games out of, if the game's out of reach and we're, you know, cruising by 25 points and yeah, you put the young boys in and those young guys, you let them go in and get their reps and get their playing time and get their snaps. Right. But at the same time for me, at the end of the day, it's very simple. Give me Jake Brenningstool all over this formation. I think he's the guy that you look at and you say, man, this is a mismatch. I always talk mismatch. You want to find the mismatch, guys. You want to find the mismatch and you want to find it. So you locate it, right? All right. And you exploit it. You locate attack and exploit that mismatch. And if in 6'6", 230, most linebackers are a mismatch. For him. Like he's he's just a mismatch for them. I'm sorry. And, and most safeties aren't don't have the frame and size to battle with him at the catch point, you know, and different things of that nature. So can you, you know, let him be the, the big power forward that can post up him and Adam Randall. And man, this this passing offense has me excited. There's enough talent and enough tools, enough players on this team and on this offense that can really, really hurt defenses. Uh, coming up, but you're talking about you know playmakers hurting defenses and everything like that. You know that Clemson has one of the best defenses in the country, but Garrett Schrader, the Syracuse quarterback, has some uh, some interesting thoughts. He's confident that this is the year that they can knock off your Clemson Tigers. So, why do I not believe that? I'm gonna tell you next on the Locked On Clemson podcast. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and or accessories, head over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game, baby, when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. 
in no time, guys. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. ACC quarterback for those Syracuse. I don't even know their 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 whatever their thing is. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I always forget their mascot and everything. But Syracuse's quarterback Garrett Schrader. You know he he made some comments at the ACC kickoff in Charlotte last week. Uh, he he's talked about you know the fact that he believes that. They can make a a play. They can make a run. They he believes that they can knock off Clemson. Wishful thinking, in my opinion, you know. And when you look at how things have kind of unfolded in the last five years, Clemson's won five straight. Even last year when it was really close, because DJU didn't play well. You know, K didn't actually play that great either when he came in. But you know, was able to help Will and, and the change of the energy and everything and the pace. And still squeaked out a win, 20, 27 to 21, right, in Clemson. But they, because they, it looks like they all alter, alternate, you know, each year that they play is home, away, home, away. So, you know, going back the last time that, that Syracuse, uh, that the Orange, that they won was back in 2017. It was a home game. They won 27 to 24. So 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, they have lost five straight. 2019, it was a 41 to 6. Uh, loss uh, in 2020 it was 47 21 uh, and in the last two years it was closer right 17 uh the 14 loss in 2021 and then 2022 21 uh the 27 loss for them but at the end of the day uh for me is i i i, I i'm cool with him being confident i have no problem with you showcasing confidence in your team and the your in the ability of your team but understand something that you are dealing with a a, a you're dealing with a team in a defense that's just so difficult to 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 play, and, and they have NFL players on all three levels. The the best linebacking duo in college football, and it's not even close. It's nobody's. I don't even know if there's a close second with, with Garrett, you know, with, with, with Barrett and um and Jeremiah Charter. So, but to his quote, he said, "I'm confident in the ability and skill that we have in our players, and we can play with anybody in the conference." Per Schrader, there's no doubt. I mean, I truly mean that that there is not a team that we line up against if we're healthy that we can't beat. We can beat them, and this this year, I think it's our year to take them down. He said with a smile. Hopefully, we've got to be ready to play and take them uh, and take them one week at a time. And we're excited. Clemson has won five in a row, as I said, uh, over, over those uh, the, the Orange, the Syracuse. And don't get like I said, they, they've given them some 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 issues and everything like that. But you know, Schrader going to his third year as a starter. This is a guy that you know. I think it was it last year. Uh, you know, he he 
was was what 18 of 26, 167 yards passing, a touchdown, and an interception uh, in the in that loss. You know, and, and you know, even the, the year before, right? Like he threw four, he threw a pick in that game, 100 only 191 yard passing yards on 17 of 37. You know, in that game. So he he goes on to say last year that was a game where we kind of started seeing the injuries and things come out. We were fighting to get through that game. Schrader said, and at the end of it. We were just glad to get out of there alive. They've got a great program historically. It'll be fun. If you thought the last two were good, I think this one's going to be exciting as well. And they uh, and they host us uh, on September the 30th, you know, in, in their dome, the JMA Wireless Dome. And like I said, and I have no problem with confidence, guys. I have no problem at all. But for me, it's, it's very simple. Do I feel like this is the year? No, I'm counting it up. Six in a row. Six L's in a row. This is a team for the Clemson Tigers that like Kate Clubman talked about that, that Tennessee game still rests with them. It, it gets them going. It's, it's kind of extra motivation because they felt like that shouldn't have happened. Right. So it was a, it was a game that they take personal and, you know, and gave, like you said, grit, toughness and everything. And when you have such a physical defense on the line of scrimmage on the second level, you can cover, you have two of the best safeties in college football and the best safety duo, in my opinion, in college football, but this offense, I think that's where it di- where it's different. The difference for me in 2023 is that you got to hope that Cade Klubnik doesn't come out firing in that game on September 30th. Because if he start, if him, if Cade and his offense puts up points, Garrett Schrader, there's no shot, there's no chance. And yes, you will have you will have the crowd, you will have the crowd behind you, but that crowd will only be behind you but so, for so long. Because if you go down 14 early, right, and you go, you have multiple three and outs and. Or you have a turnover because right now he's thrown a pick in the last two contests, right? He's thrown a pick and he's thrown for less than 200 yards. And I don't foresee that changing in 2023. Rook, Ororo, Tyler Davis, right? Xavier Thomas looking like a chiseled Greek god out there. He looks ready to rock and roll. So at the end of the day, Clemson, I guess I appreciate the the confidence from this young man. But Clemson is going to make it six in a row versus those Syracuse. You know, this isn't a spoiler alert, guys. Like, this isn't a this isn't a prediction. I'm sorry. This is a spoiler alert. Shout out to my, you know, any WWE fans who knows about Paul Heyman. This is not a prediction. It's a spoiler alert. You know, that that it's September 30th, when the when the clock strikes zero, that your Clemson Tigers will be victorious and have won six in a row over uh Syracuse, man. I, I they 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 fight hard. That's a tough, that's a well-coached team, very tough. They can play physical. And they got some players. They got some players as well uh, in terms of NFL talent and everything. But at the same time, I'm expecting Clemson to do their thing. And the X factor for that game is simple. The offense. They come out firing. They can put up their 30 uh, to 30-plus points. I don't think it's going to even be a close contest. I think they run them out of, out of the dome. So, uh, you know, like I said, shout out to the confidence from, from Garrett Schrader. But I'm picking them Clemson Tigers all day, every day, against Syracuse and twice on Sundays. So let's get into coming up next, man. Uh, you talking about confidence, the young man that, that a lot of people had confidence in coming in as a four-star recruit to your Clemson Tigers, but things just didn't go well. Dabble Sweeney talked a little bit about it in, 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 in his departure, but TJ Dudley heading over to Ole Miss. We're going to talk about him and, and what kind of what happened and what he brings to Ole Miss, I guess. Uh, and is it a big loss for your Clemson Tigers? I'll tell you next, coming up on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Defection in the midst. T.J. Dudley 
hit the transfer portal. He was he left the team. He was a redshirt freshman linebacker. Uh, he committed to Ole Miss late. Uh, late Friday night, this past Friday, um, and you know he 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 entered the transfer portal. The news hit, you know, back you know, early, uh, back in July nineteenth. But you know he was, you know, per reports uh, with Tiger Tiger dot net uh, Tiger dot com. I'm sorry, they said that he was already dismissed from the school from the team uh, for undisclosed team rules. And Dabble Sweeney touched on it a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, at the ACC kickoff, and he said just a disappointing situation because he's a good kid and man, he had a great chance to be a great player for us this year. Uh, you know, he's you know Dabble's talking about Dudley, and he said so that definitely hurts us. It's unfortunate. Uh, we've got rules, and sometimes it's just better to get a fresh start. Uh, wish him well. And like I said, he was a redshirt, you know, redshirt, you know, player last year, redshirt freshman. He appeared in four games, only you know, sixteen defensive snaps and two tackles. But the former four-star recruit was you know highly viewed, right? A three-star, a three-time All-State selection, and the you know triple C defensive player of the year at Montgomery Catholic Prep, and <clears throat> and things of that nature. So when you think about what he was you know, potentially going to do. And if you go back to the scouting profile, you know, you think about the guys at one.com have a scouting profile to look and they talked about him, a strong, productive player at the high school level who projects as a pure inside linebacker um, cons- uh, has considerable striking power and is at best as at his best um, as a run defender, a work in progress as a space defender, lacks some top end speed, but has a thick filled out frame, not the tallest linebacker at under six foot one, but has long arms and he helped, you know, like I said, as a senior, you know, he's he's helped that team, his high school team, as a to 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 win uh, the state title. So at six one two eighteen, former four star, you know, it's it's tough, right? And, and, and you know, anytime you lose a talent like that, it's never easy. But you know, you you kind of move on. You have to move on, right? And, and you you know, I'm pulling up the the Clemson depth chart right now, uh, you know, just to kind of talk to you guys about like just the the depth that is at the linebacker position, you know, right now he was supposed to, he was supposed to be that other inside middle linebacker right now on the depth chart for our, you know, our last.com who have the the depth charts kind of sorted right now. Nothing is truly official until it's official, but there was only, there's only one middle linebacker listed and that's Jeremiah Charter Jr. Right. So you got, you know, of course, Barrett Carter at weak side outside linebacker. Then you got redshirt freshman uh, Kobe McLeod, you know, backing him up. You have Wade Woodard's uh, sophomore strong side linebacker. Then you have freshman Khalil Barnes and another freshman Jamal Anderson. Right. So you have a redshirt freshman of uh, uh, two freshmen, two actual freshmen. A true looks like a true sophomore. Right. It, you know, and things of that nature. But you don't some one of those guys would have to step into the Mike linebacker role. And that's what camp is going to, which I'm going to talk, you know, on Tuesday, we're going to get into some camp, uh, you know, storylines or headlines, you know, that I'm looking forward to and things I'm watching for, for camp. And I'm trying to check, you know, get, uh, get the schedule and, and try and be at some of the practice that's open to the media and everything. But yeah, like you, that's something that's going to be figured out in camp is who's going to be the, the middle linebacker behind Jeremiah Charter. So is it a loss, right? He, he defected to the SEC. Yes, it's a loss. It is because when you, when you have, you know, because think about it at the end of the day, you, injuries happen. Now you don't want anything to happen to Barrett Carter, Jeremiah Charter at all. But at least with Jeremiah, you know, with, with Barrett Carter, you still have outside linebackers that you feel comfortable with stepping in, right? Where the inside situation is not, not the best. So that's the biggest thing is what can you 
what can you expect from the young guys? You know, can Khalil Barnes step in at middle linebacker? Can Jamal Anderson or, or can Kobe McLeod step in and be Mike linebacker? Because the reads and, and trigger timing and everything else is different playing middle linebacker compared to outside, where sometimes you're kind of flanked a little bit more as like the overhang kind of in between the, the middle linebacker and the, and the nickel, uh, you know, and things like that. So there, there, there's absolute reasons for, for, for the team or for fans to, to be a little concerned about him going over to, to, especially with his run defense being his best trait, just attacking downhill, you know, and things of that nature where, Hey, what if Jeremiah Charles just wants to, needs a breather and having TJ Dudley being able to step in, still call plays as the Mike linebacker being the green dot guy, it, it would have been, it would have been nice to have, but at the same time, uh, you know, shout out to him and wish him the wish him the best over at Ole Miss. And I think that he's, you know, he, he listen. He, his his first his A trade is run defense. That that's going to fit well for for Ole Miss because they're in the SEC and that's a physical uh, run run first type of mentality uh, conference and and, and league. So uh, shout out, like I said, shout out to TJ Dudley. But this does hurt a little bit. But we have some young guys that camp. You know, training camp is going to be big for them. You know, fall camp being able to just see who's going to step in. Uh, and everything. I might even go back to the spring game and see if any of those guys play any, you know, play any on the inside uh, as well, just to get a better feel uh, for 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 what is to come, which is the inevitable. So, guys, thank y'all for tapping in with me today. Like I said, happy Monday. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday, uh, whenever I drop these episodes. Like I always say, for YouTube, go subscribe, comment, like the videos, but also hit the bell notification so you are notified whenever I drop content on the channel. For the audio side, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go subscribe, download, set the automatic downloads, share, leave a five-star review, guys, and continue to support this podcast. And again, for YouTube as well, we're trying to get this channel to 1,000 subscribers as soon as possible. Will you be the 1,000 subscriber? Tell a friend to tell a friend that's a Clemson fan to tap in with us, man. We're over 400 right now. Keep the grind going. Keep the support coming, man. But like I said, we're going to get into storylines for uh, fall camp on tomorrow's episode. In terms of Twitter, you know what you can do. You can find and follow me there at DP underscore NFL. You know what I mean? Come and join the conversation tomorrow. Like I said, talk to me because I talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Tigers.